Asheville Music Hall has seen four times the number of people turn out for its weekly virtual trivia nights than those who actually came to the club to play trivia before the pandemic. Still, it's a thin silver lining. Matteo Lamaraglia, the club's talent buyer, says Asheville Music Hall will go out of business within a year without the return of live general admission concerts. We would be in danger with a year of no shows. You know, we can work around it for the time being as seated comedy, seated live music shows, but the space that's built to be a GA standing room only. While many local musicians have taken to virtual performances to bring in some money and maintain their profiles, venues built on live music face far greater challenges while dark. They furloughed entire wait staffs and show crews, and the few attempts at staging virtual performances have proved either too problematic in the age of social distancing or not worth the meager financial returns. Live music clubs weren't included in North Carolina's approved second phase reopening plan, and they didn't qualify for the first round of federal payroll protection support because they couldn't guarantee they would be back in business before the grants turned into repayable loans. There's an unknown finish line to what we can all sustain financially, emotionally, mentally. Amanda Hensey co-owns the Mothlight in West Asheville with her husband, John. There will be a day, I don't know what that day is, that if it's not working, we'll just get creative. We've talked about building out spaces in this room where we do artist studios and change course and and just reinvent ourselves. The Orange Peel in Asheville's South Slope has a performance calendar largely filled with touring artists. With every state enforcing its own reopening guidelines, for instance, live music clubs in Georgia and South Carolina are already reopening, there's the potential some artists will rebuild their touring schedules, at least in the near term, by sidestepping North Carolina. As it is, some tours initially pushed back to the fall are now being rescheduled again for 2021. Still, General Manager Jeff Santiago and his staff are planning for a social distance reopening, working with an organization called Event Safety Alliance on directing traffic flow and other measures to ensure as safe an environment as possible on the heels of an active pandemic. Safety first is, I think, how we're going in and then go, well, what does that mean for us financially? Is that really make it cost prohibitive to have anybody in the building? It's finding that appropriate balance between the economics and the health safety of it all. The Gray Eagle and Isis Music Hall have restaurants attached to their clubs, but managers of both say their restaurant business depends almost entirely on the draw of live music. They echoed Santiago's question of the financial sense of shows in which social distancing guidelines limit audiences to a quarter of a club's capacity. Clubs with parking lots are also mocking up plans to host outdoor shows. If they come up with, say, 10 people for 500 square feet, how do you accomplish the social distancing? Scott Woody owns Isis Music Hall. We cap at 150 for a seated show, 450 for a standing show. Now, that's pretty packed. But when we look at putting people in there and socially distancing them, we're down to like 32 downstairs and maybe 20 upstairs. You'd have to probably at least $80,000 or $100,000. That's in monthly revenue. But you're not going to do that with a couple of shows a week at 50 people. Russell Keith, who owns the Gray Eagle, said he's installing three new air purifiers and contracting with a cleaning company specifically to disinfect surfaces. What really I think is really hurting us is really the six-foot rule. If we can somehow get that eliminated out of our practices, we can still social distance. 
Poor by us just wanting to put out the music to the fans and, and the artists. Amanda Hensey of The Moth Light said any return to live shows will depend on clubs, artists, promoters, and booking agents working in a new collaborative spirit to lower financial expectations. I think that musicians are really seeing how hard having a brick and mortar business is right now. And we certainly feel for the musicians as well. We know that not having us is very impactful for their livelihood. We always want to come back and be here for the artists and the musicians that we love. And I mean, we can't imagine ever not doing that. Specific guidelines for reopening live entertainment venues are expected sometime in June in phase three of North Carolina's reopening plan. I'm Matt Pikin, BPR News.